0: allowing us to have freedom to worship you in your house. And we can fellowship with one another. We thank you, Lord, for the outpouring of the Spirit, for the touch of God, for your Word. And we believe, Father, at this point, in this season and time, your Holy Spirit will open our spiritual eyes to see the truth. And you shall help us, Lord, to... Practice what we learn, Father. O oh Lord, may your word become a part of our life. We take your word in and let it enter into our spirit. And we shall walk according to your word, Father. Help us, Lord. Give us victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about love we started a series called Learning How to Love a few months ago and I have been teaching this gradually and the Lord told me to bring this subject again back this Sunday. Therefore, we're going to continue to learn more about love. Uh, We learned that love is patient, love is kind, love also is thoughtful. Today we're going to learn more. Why do we learn about love? Because number one, God is love, and He lives in us. And His commandment to us is, the whole Bible can conclude into two commands, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and spirit, and love your neighbors as yourself. Therefore, learning how to love is so important. If you want to be blessed by God, you need to walk in love. Love God and love other people. God put people in our life. And the first and foremost important person in our life is our own family. Our spouse, our children, our mate, husband and wife. That is a natural family. We learn how to love our natural family. But also, God tells us to be a part of the spiritual family called the church. Jesus said that, I love my church, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Jesus said that if you love me, you love my people, you love my church. Therefore, in order to show love to God, we show love to our family members, and we show love to our brother and sister in the same church. I have never seen Jesus. I never have Jesus standing in front of me in my bedroom. Jesus is in heaven. And how do I show love to Jesus? I have never seen him. Very simple. I love my wife, my children, and I love people in the church where God put them together with me. But in order to walk in love, we need to learn the biblical way of how to love. So we're going to learn another principle of love today. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 says, Love does not behave rudely. In other words, love is not rude. We're going to learn about not being rude. Before I preach, I want to make sure to let you know that I'm not perfect. I also have weaknesses and the flesh in my life as well. I'm still growing in the way of God. I have made many, many mistakes in my marriage and my way of life. But I'm growing and learning, and I would like the Word of God to change me, to transform me, and the Holy Spirit pour His love into my heart so I know how to walk in love. And when we talk about rudeness, there are different levels of rudeness. Maybe just use your eyes to look at somebody with a rude way. Also, rudeness. Or maybe just say something softly, sarcastically. It can be rudeness. Or it can be to the level of shouting and yelling and speaking something to put people down. Or maybe to the point of rudeness it can be throwing something against another person it can be rudeness too. So, we don't want to deal with this issue And let this problem control our life. We don't want to let the rudeness control our life. We want to walk in love. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 14, the Bible says, He who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be reckoned a curse to him. Let me read from Good Word translation. Whoever blesses his friend early in the morning, with a loud voice. His blessing is considered a curse. Imagine this. This has happened to me on Saturday. Normally, Saturday I try to sleep in until 7 a.m. Because normally I wake up at 5:30 a.m. or 6 a.m. to go to the hospital and to do my medical practice. So Saturday I say I want to wake up at 7 a.m. And somebody called me this past Saturday. a.m. I woke up. What? Why you call me at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday? Can you imagine somebody call you at 5 a.m. in the morning on the phone and say, God bless you! Shout like this at 5 a.m. Will you consider that a blessing? No. To you, it's a curse. Because it's a wrong timing and inappropriate way to do it. So please don't call me early morning. Wait a little bit until I wake up. Nothing irritates people as quickly as being rude. What does rudeness mean? It means that you unnecessarily speak Or do things that are unpleasant, irritating, and disrespectful for another person to be around you. To be rude is to do something or say something that is unbecoming, impolite, inappropriate, embarrassing, and disrespectful in marriage or in the church, in the family. Rudeness could be a foul mouth, speaking something very rude, very hurtful, and make the person feel uncomfortable. Or it could be poor manner at the dining table, or on the couch. Or it could be a habit of making sarcastic comments. When you deal with this issue, you understand that no one in the world, including you and me, enjoys being around a rude person. Rude behavior may seem insignificant, not a big deal to the person doing it, but it is very unpleasant, a big deal to those on the receiving side. No one likes to be around rude people. How many people in this room want to be around rude people? No one, is that right? You want to be around people with good etiquettes or good manner. Love has to do something with this issue. If you love, you will not behave rudely. When you love, you will intentionally behave in a way that is very pleasant for your spouse or your children or your brother and sister to be around you. If a woman desires to show love to her husband, she will purposefully avoid things that frustrate him or make him feel uncomfortable. The same thing, a husband who loves his wife will not do anything that causes heartache to the wife. Genuine love minds its manners, its behaviors, and its speech. If we can embrace this truth in our life, we avoid rudeness. We change our behavior. We can add some fresh, fragrant air into the home, into the church, into the marriage. When you are gentle, loving, and respectful to your spouse or to people around you, you try to tell them, I really loved you. I value you. I love you enough that I will control myself around you. And I want to be a person that when you come around, you have pleasant, you have good peace and joy and blessing and strength. You may be tired from your work. You come home, you feel discouraged because your boss yelled at you, but when you come around me, you feel so good. You have peace and strength and blessing around me. You don't bite, and you make that person feel discouraged again. When you allow love or the spirit of love to change your behavior, Even the smallest behavior, the smallest way of changing, you are building the atmosphere of honor in your relationship. When you practice good etiquette, you will raise the respect level in your environment, in the church, and in your family, and people around you. The truth is this. The etiquette or manner at home is very different from the way you treat your friends and your strangers, people who are strangers. I'll give you an example. Have you ever seen this at your home? You may heard some barking. Argh! At home, somebody yell at you. And with a long face, very angry face. Suddenly, the bell rings at the door. Your spouse walk to the door, open the door. Hi, how are you doing? What can I help you? From barking, chain to gentle word, in front of the stranger or guest, but at home, because you take it for granted. Because you forget that the person that you should value the most and love the most is your spouse or your mate. And you should treat your mate the best instead of treating the stranger the best. Don't raise hand. How many people see this at home? Don't have to raise hand. You change your face right away when you see the stranger. Please let love motivate you to make some changes in your behavior so that you can improve the quality and the enjoyment in your home. In your marriage relationship, brother and sister, the more respectful and the more honorable your behavior is toward your spouse or toward other people, the more attractive you will be and the more friendly you will be toward other people. I noticed that women tend to be more gentle than men, women tend to be elegant and gentle in their speech than man. And when a woman speaks to, uh, to her husband in a gentle way, loving way, every man in the world has this character. Man and woman are different. Woman looking for security. Man look for respect. So when you speak nicely to your husband, you show respect to your husband. He is drawn to you. And you win his heart. And you make him feel so valuable. You help him to feel loved when you respect your husband. So all the wife, make sure that you are not rude to your husband, because every man on earth seeks to be respected. The Bible warns us about a woman here in the book of Proverbs chapter 25 verse 24. "If a woman is rude to her husband, speak down on him. Yell at him. Ignore his requests, Or become argumentative. What happened here? King Solomon said, Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. So woman, don't get mad at me. This is not my word. This is from King Solomon. Why you laugh? But men usually different from women. Men also need to learn this important lesson about not being rude. Men try to be like a marshal, big muscle. I need to yell. I need to demand. I'm a man. I'm the head of the household. Hey, listen to me. So men, don't speak to your wife like you speak to one of the guys. You can jail to a guy at your workplace, in your company, but you should speak to your wife just like you speak to a lady, to a queen. Amen? Speak nicely to your wife. You choose to love your wife and be nice and have a good manner toward your wife. A lot of times men think that I'm strong when I can yell. And then I can demand. But actually, you show your strength, man, by being nice, respectful, and have self-control, and don't yell and don't demand. You are nice to your wife. That is your strength. You are strong because you can practice self-control. Amen? The book of Psalm 112, verse 5. A while ago, in Proverbs 25, verse 24, I talk about woman. Now I talk about a man. It is well with the man who is gracious. Psalm 112, verse 5, from another version, New King James says, A good man deals graciously a lens. He will guide his affairs with discretion. I'm going to explain to you later on. In NIV, good will come. How many people want good come to you? I want good to come to me. Good will come to him, to a man, a husband who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affair with justice. So we learn here that a husband or a man should be gracious. Speak graciously to your wife. Speak graciously to other people. Be generous to other people. And a man who fears God like this, who really loves God, Have discretion. What does it mean, discretion? I study. Discretion means the quality of being thoughtful, considerate. Think before you talk. Think before you act. You consult with the Holy Spirit before you take action. You think ahead. And when you think and you know what is the best, what is appropriate, You're willing to adjust your speech and your action and your behavior accordingly. A man with discretion will watch his mouth and think before he acts. Love makes you become gracious and practice discretion. Every man say amen. Do you want to be a man of discretion? Do you want to be a man that show graciousness to other people? I want to be. I want to be gracious to other people. Why are people rude? What are the reasons people are rude? Definitely lack of love. If you love, you will not be rude. But two main reasons that people are rude, number one, ignorance. People are ignorant. Two, self-centeredness. Ignorance is about immaturity. Self-centeredness is about sinful nature, the flesh. Both of them are not good. When your child was born into the world, growing from being a baby into the toddler, into the young kids, and then teenager, one of your job to do with your children is to teach them, train them, The good etiquette. Is that right? How to sit at the dining table. When they pick up the phone, what should they say? When your friend come in, hey son, greet my friend. Good morning, Mr. So-and-so. In Thailand, the parents will teach the children this way. When the friend of the parents walk in, please show greeting like this. And say, how are you? Thank you for visiting us. When I first came to America, everyone was shocked at Harborview Hospital. Because most doctors in the hospital call my professor, nickname Dick. How is Dick doing? I was like, Dick, you call your professor, your boss, the chairman of the Department of Neurosurgery, Dick? So when I see my chairman, I say, hi, Dr. Wynn. I don't call him Dick. It's a bad etiquette. Bad manner to call your boss nickname. So when I first came to the state, I walked in Harborview Hospital and my boss walked by. Do you know what I do? Like this. And then all the American nurses and doctors look at me. What are you crazy? Why do you have to bow down? Because I was trained that way. When I walk past my teacher, I have to do this to show respect. It's the good manner in Thailand. You show respect to people who teach you, who love you, who care for you. So we train them by telling them what to do and teaching them what to do and also being a good example to them. You need to be a good example to your children so that they will not be ignorant of the good behavior and manners. If you don't train your children, they will grow up, they can be a failure. They will be fired from that job because they don't do the right thing to their boss or to their friend. Amen? Be careful. Train people to have good etiquette. I notice that some people get fired because they speak inappropriate words to the person of opposite sex in the office. And the report goes to the manager, fired. You have to be very careful with what you say, your manner, to show respect to people. But as an adult... An adult can be ignorant of the rule and the law of the society, of the good etiquette, because the adults are not trained when they're young. Or oh, they're so immature, and they walk by the flesh. They are self-centered. They think about myself, my way. I have to go this way. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to demand you. I'm going to act up. So self-centeredness is also the cause of being rude. So we have to break down all this thing. We have to get rid of the flesh and we need to be trained. I want to tell you one thing that it is so important to take your kids to church, because the church is where they are trained as well to have the good manner, and the church should practice good manner to one another, so that you can train the next generation to be. Walking in love. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm concerned about the next generation. I'm getting older now. And the new believers 30 years ago, now getting older too. Now I'm thinking about the younger generation that need to be strong Christians and they can serve the Lord. Ask yourself these questions, please. How does my spouse feel about the way I talk and I act at home? Ask yourself, how does my behavior affect my spouse's self-esteem and sense of worth? When you treat your spouse at home, do they feel that they're so important and valuable, or they put them down? Would your husband or your wife say that you are the blessing or they think in their heart you are condescending oppressing and putting my life down all the time you are embarrassing me in front of people you ask yourself how you treat your spouse and you treat other people don't be rude Don't be sarcastic. Be respectful and honorable. Come to this point, why so quiet? You may think that Pastor Lau, you prepare this teaching for me. This morning, one of the sisters in the church was sitting there and her son did this to her. (laughs) Mom, mom, this sermon is for you. If you think that way, you're the elbow Christian, this is for you. I want to let you know, you are likely suffering from an undiagnosed case of ignorance and self-centeredness. Because you think that your spouse or other people need this teaching and you don't need it. In fact, I need the most. I need to grow up in this area. To walk in love without being rude. I need it. Everyone say, I need this. Don't point finger to somebody else and say, you need it. I need it too. Let me ask this question. Do you wish your spouse would quit doing the things that bother you? How many people? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) Do you want your spouse to quit doing something that bother you? Then it's a time for you to stop doing the things that bother him or her. It has to start from you. Amen? This teaching is for everybody, not just your spouse. <laughs> Will you be loving enough, thoughtful enough to discover your bad manners and speech, your really offending behaviors that cause? The atmosphere in the house, on the the church to be unpleasant for people around to be with you. And you say, God, after this lesson, I will examine myself. I will avoid. I will stop doing things that offend other people. Rude words and behavior. Disrespectful way of dealing things. Sarcastic words. Yelling. Barking. Long face, I'm going to stop doing this in my house and in the society. Are you willing to be delightful, positive, polite, sensitive, grateful, gentle, and respectful to other people all the time, including your spouse? Sometimes we take it for granted. When you date your girlfriend before you get married, honey. Honey, you're so beautiful. I'm so glad to be with you. Marry me, please. But after you get married, ah, she cannot run away from me now. She has three kids with me. I can say whatever I want. I can act whatever I want. No. The most important person in your life, beside God, that you need to treat with high respect, high value, Is your spouse and your brother and sister in the same church? You need to treat them with respect. Amen. I want to give you three rules in walking in love and avoid rudeness. Three rules. Number one, the first rule, and I'm going to finish. Number one, obey the golden rule of the Bible. Luke chapter 6, verse 31. And as you would like and desire that men would do to you, do exactly so to them. How many people want other people to be respectful to you? Raise your hand up. How many people don't like yelling and barking? How many people don't like sarcastic words? What should you do to other people? You should do to them just like the way they should do to you. Amen? First rule. Second rule. No double standards. You respect your boss because you want to have the promotion and the big money at the end of the year. You want your boss to promote you and give you bigger salary. So when you meet your boss, you're so nice, you're so kind, you speak with respect. You have one standard with your boss. Somebody who can give you benefit. But when you treat your kids, when you treat your spouse or people in the church that cannot give anything to you because they just walk into the church and one of the members, you should not have another standard to treat them low. You should treat everybody with respect and honor. No double standards. Second rule. Third rule, honor request. Actually, I like American culture. One of very good American culture in America that I like, because actually it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 18. We don't see this much in Thailand, uh, in Asia, <laughs> unfortunately. In Asia, when somebody offends you, you will walk away, run away, and say Nothing. And you try to avoid confrontation big time. This is Asian people. Asian people don't like confrontation. So I walk away and I will never say anything and I'm mad at you and I'm going to tell about your fault with another 10 people. How bad, how bad, how bad. Gossiping. That is Asian way. But thank God I'm not Asian. I am of heaven now. I don't belong to Asian culture anymore. I belong to heavenly culture. But the right culture is this. The right way to deal with it is Matthew chapter 18. If I offend you, I was rude to you, you come directly to me and say, pass aloud, you know that day, you offend me. You were so rude to me. Can we resolve this? So the third rule, please communicate. Husband and wife, you talk to each other in a gentle way. You know, honey, that behavior really offends me, really bothers me, irritates me. And you are the side of being corrected. You should not practice attacking back. You say this to me, how about you? You attack back. Oh, you should not practice call justifying your behavior. Honey, I'm sorry. I grew up this way in my home. My dad likes to yell at my mom. So I'm going to yell too. I cannot stop this. Don't give excuses or justify your behavior. Don't attack and don't give excuses. Please communicate in the family. Talk to each other very well. Gently, lovingly, respectfully, And with love. Honey, this behavior really offend me. The way you speak, you always put me down. You always say something that makes me hurt. And you on the other side say, I am sorry. Please forgive me. I make a really big consideration to stop this behavior. And may the Lord help me to practice this behavior. Can we do that? communication. In the family, dad and mom talk, dad and children talk to each other, church talk to each other, we talk one on one. If I offend you, you come to me and say, Pastor Lau, I don't like that way you, you behave. Could you please consider stopping it? And I will listen to you and say, yes, I will stop. I listen to you. That is the way that we should practice. I will read two more passages of the scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 12. The words from the mouth of a wise man are gracious. Everyone say gracious. Is God gracious to you? How many people realize that you make so many mistakes in your life? Is God rude to you? No. He's nice to you. He's still gracious to you. He tried to talk to you. He tried to help you. So, please be gracious to one another. First Peter chapter three, verses one to nine. This scripture go along with what we talk today. First Peter three, one to nine. Wife, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. That even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wife. If you respect your husband, they are not believers. Your good behavior will win their heart to come to know Jesus. But if you keep yelling, attacking, speaking sarcastic words, your negative behavior will not help your husband to come to know God. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. You love, you are not rude, you are gentle, loving, you have a good manner. For in this manner, in former times, the holy woman who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husband. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Talking about wife here, that you should love your husband and be nice to your husband, be gentle to your husband, polite, respect your husband. Now, husband, verse 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them, with your wife with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. How many people want God to answer your prayer all the time? Raise your hand up. You and your wife need to get along and treat one another respectfully. And then when you pray together, God can answer In the same way, in the church, if we love each other, we have unity in the church. When we pray together, God can answer our prayer. God answer the prayer of unity. God answer the prayer that is full of love and honor. Is that right? Finally, all of you now, talk about wife, husband, family, now in the church. Finally, all of you in the church, be of one mind having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted and be courteous. not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, to bless one another, that you may inherit a blessing. In conclusion, let us grow in love. Let us, the Lord, change us to be loving and let us stop being rude, even in a little way or in a big way. I myself repent of this sin. Sometimes I'm not sensitive to Pasadar. And she considers my action rude. And I repent. I still need to grow. I still need to change myself. So all of us need to change in this area to be more loving more polite have a good manner good etiquette toward our spouse toward one another in the church and toward outsiders amen how many people think that this teaching is for you raise your hand up how many people said i'm going to change you will change how many people promise god from now on you will not be rude to one another. Amen? In your words, your actions, your eye contacts, your tone of voice, you don't use negative tone. Be gentle to one another. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us today from many scriptures how to walk in love in the family, in the marriage, in the church, and in the society, Lord. Lord, we want to grow in the area of love. We don't want to be the same. May the Holy Spirit really move in our life to remove all the junk, all the old habits, the worldly idea, the way of the world, the flesh, the sinful nature. And may the Holy Spirit teach us so that we will not be ignorant of the right thing to do in our life, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Those who listen to this teaching and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to receive Jesus into your heart. Just pray with me. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. Change me. Renew me. Transform me. Empower me. Teach me. Correct me. Protect me, Lord. Use me, Lord Jesus. From today on, I am your disciple. I will follow you. I'm going to walk by faith. I will walk in love. Help me, Lord. I declare from this moment on, I'm a child of the living God. My Father is the God of heaven who is full of love and are going to walk in love in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people agree with me that it's hard to walk in love on our own strength? We need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to spend about 15 minutes to lay hands and pray for you. If you want to be prayed for, do you know that laying on of hand is also a way to impart the Spirit from heaven into your life? So when you get lay hand on, you receive the Holy Spirit. And today, ask the Holy Spirit to burn any chunk in your life and put in the love of God into your heart. So from today on, you can really walk in love. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.